0: Can you even hear me standing with your spotlight on me beside ourselves here with a concert report? We went to a concert.
1: You went to a concert. I've been to.
0: Oh, yeah. All right. So I went four to four concert. concerts. I've been to two concerts now this summer because I went and saw Bobby oh, Brown yeah. and Gin Blossoms.
1: Great what combo. A, what a duo. Yeah. <laughs> Episode 39. Is that what we're on? 39, 39 mother maybe. effers. Yeah. So this is going to be very... a very, go ahead. Your anniversary is, but it's, you know, it's we're inching our way there.
0: Yeah. Anniversary of us.
1: Anniversary of this show.
0: It's in November. We started it in like November.
1: The early November? Yeah.
0: Early November. We should do early November in November. Sounds boring. Oh, it's such a good album or band. <laughs> So yeah, this is gonna be a very chillax episode. We're just gonna talk about our experience last night. Off the cuff,
1: no, no prep. We
0: didn't make any notes, mother. No effos. notes, baby. We just keep calling everyone mother effos.
1: That's what they do at concerts. Yeah, I remember once. Uh, I think it. I think it was Matchbook Romance. I could be wrong though. I remember him saying something on stage he's like when did everybody that goes to shows become motherfuckers he's like "We come, p- bands come up here and they're like all right motherfuckers it's like why <laughs> <laughs> like something along those lines and i was like yeah you're right you're right andy <laughs> all
0: right so yeah. let's talk about this experience joshua yeah
1: so we um where was it we, we went to see uh coheed and cambria they used and meet me at the altar actually in opposite order of the way I read them or said them um, at the express live in Columbus, Ohio. And we went there uh, because they didn't put a Detroit date on this tour. Boo. And I, I want to say there, there was another, we were choosing between Columbus and Cleveland, I think. And the Cleveland one was on Friday and Columbus was on Saturday and they're relatively similar distance from me. So uh, we decided Columbus, which I'm glad that we did because uh, the expressed dope. live. Yeah, it's it's a it's a amphitheater and outdoor amphitheater. So outdoor check covid outdoor is better than indoor always. Um, and it was basically like a pit and then a hill. And we were able to um, like lawn lawn seating, you know, and um, we were. And basically, it seemed like anywhere on the lawn, the way that they the way that they had the stage situated to the to the amphitheater, um, you were like we were like right level. We could see over everyone. Yeah. Um, And you could full view of the stage. It was great. We were right in the center. Close
0: enough still that I didn't feel like I was in a lawn seat like way.
1: Right. Yeah. No, like when you go to DTE the lawn is like way up there and you're kind of like looking down on it I feel like from the lawn you can't even really tell like who's who on stage and stuff half the time so do you mean Pine Knob yeah but I'm not I mean I I it don't know that, Pine when Knob. It, when, yeah I'm, I don't know that I've ever seen a show at Pine Knob when it was Pine Knob though Ah, I'm looking it up I want to see when it changed from Pine Knob to I'm sure it, you it, have and, and is Pine Knob also a brand name
0: I have no idea. I just remember it was called Pine Knob and then became E.T.E. Oh, yeah.
1: Well, but those just... lawn
0: seats in that place, you feel like you're in the lawn. You are way back. Yeah. But not this place. And also it had like that cute little like area for shopping. Like off to the side. It felt like a little like I don't know. Bo- not bodega. Strip mall. Something like that.
1: I don't know. But where are you what where? At this place? Yeah.
0: Where we could shop and buy booze and food. Oh yeah. And we got some merch, you guys. I got a used T-shirt and I got a used wall flag. I've suddenly become obsessed with wall flags because I ordered another one while we were watching the show.
1: Yeah. And to to be clear, he bought a new the used shirt and a new yeah. the used flag, not used. Uh, ha ha ha. Ha uh, ha, ha. So, Yeah, I got um I got a Coheed uh, baseball cap that I'm actually wearing right now and a snapback and a Coheed shirt. And they were already out of the tour shirt in like three sizes, which is, I was like, Oh, that's lame. Uh, you're only like a handful of dates into the tour. So that's cool. Look at mine, um, Yeah. Um, and then a shirt for tab. And then, um, I actually, Joe, Joe was supposed to go with us to this show and then wasn't able to, and Koheed's like his favorite band. Um, his online handles are literally Joe and Cambria. Um, And they had this $65 yellow Coheed hoodie Um, and $65 is a little much. I mean, when you think about how much the shirts are, it's not really that much, but it just feels like a a lot. And he's like, nah, dog. And I was like, how about I, his birthday's coming up and I was like, how about I just like split it with you and that'll be your birthday present, like my half. And he's like, cool. So then I got it. Um, And he already PayPal'd me because he's a gentleman um
0: you gotta pay pal me motherfucker <laughs> do i
1: oh i do shit it's all good do it live on there you're not no. a gentleman <laughs> no i'm not no joe gentleman me piece of trash
0: <laughs> anyways so we got there waited in line while we were waiting in line meet the altar meet me at the altar oh wait while we were waiting in line there was like already anxious about going to a live show the person in front of us had a panic attack and fell to the ground which sucked
1: yeah i think that she's was... okay though
0: yeah, yeah, the, the medics were right on it, so that was good. Because she even I said think, she's like having an anxiety attack.
1: Yeah, I think though the the wildest thing about that to me was there was a guy like panhandling pretty close, and he literally came over and was like, "Do you need water?" And then he went and grabbed the medic for 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 her. I was like, "Oh, that's that's nice."
0: If things didn't happen so fast, I would have like gave that guy money just because that was awesome. But as w- soon as this all happened, the line started moving. We were inside in like less than five minutes. It was crazy. And then some guy was walking up and down the line. This is stuck in my brain, and I'm still pissed off about it. And he had, like, the smuggest motherfucking face on. Oh, that, yeah. And he had an Anthony Fauci shirt on with Anthony looking like a clown, and I just got so mad about it.
1: Yeah, and I saw him like
0: two other times in the venue, and I just wanted to punch his smug face. But I would he looked
1: do. he yeah he looked pretty smug too. Although I will I will admit I I understand the sentiment not not the sentiment of his shirt, but I understand the, like haha my shirt's making you mad because I get this I get dirty looks anytime I wear my Medicare for All shirt my Bernie Medicare for All shirt, and it's like the inverse of you know it's like I'm we're Opposed, diametrically opposed but it's like it's the same kind of thing
0: yeah but fauci's been doing this for how long you were talking about he, like-
1: he's been he's been in that position since reagan was president so he has no like political agenda he's literally just a scientist that's i mean that's the whole thing about covid and vaccines is that
0: and the shirt's basically just saying science is a joke and that's what made me want to punch him in the face
1: <laughs> yeah, but yeah we we besides to- ourselves we we believe in science
0: we we believe in vaccines.
1: The earth is round. What? Like, yep.
0: Ah shit.
1: Okay. He's out. Danny's out. I
0: had so much stock in this being flat. I just wanted to walk off one day. Like a pizza. Like that's how I just want to die. I want to take a boat and just sail off the apparent edge of a flat earth.
1: Ah! Well, so I think <laughs> I think that they believe that the edge is Antarctica and that's why people don't go there. That's dumb. Yeah. Or that it's, like, controlled by governments and stuff. Yeah. Very interesting segue we're on here. Or, uh, tangent. That's fine. You know? Yeah. No, off the cuff here. Shoot from the hip, if you will.
0: Yeah, yeah. Got inside, got some drinks. Pretty good. Whiskey. I wasn't driving. Josh was driving. I mean, I had to drive from Ohio or Toledo back home, but that's still two hours from where we were. So, don't worry.
1: You had had time to (laughs) sober up. Plus, right. I, you didn't go hard. You had like a few no. drinks. You didn't like you weren't like pounding like shotgun beers or anything.
0: Nope. No, that's not my jam. So, yeah, so meet me in the altar was playing. They are very fresh. Like they sounded good. They just there's. St- they just started, which they did just start, I believe.
1: But yeah, I don't. I, I get the feeling that they're like a relatively new band. Cause you know, just because they're hitting the scene doesn't mean they haven't been grinding. And I like, I don't know what their pre being signed, um, you know, history is. But I I wonder too if it part of that is. I, and again, I listen to their music. I don't know a whole lot about them. But everything I've seen up until that show was that they were a three piece, and there were five people on stage. So I, I don't know if they've added new members or if they have touring people or what. Um. But maybe some of those people were new in some fashion, and that maybe maybe made them seem even more fresh in that way.
0: Yeah, it says for five years prior to signing, and fueled by ramen. Each member lived in different states. Ah, uh, like I can see that then. But they sounded really good. Don't get me wrong the the sound that was coming out, great.
1: Yeah, no, they were. They they, they just looked like they didn't know what to do with the stage space. Honestly, that I don't was know what to do with my hands. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which I don't remember. I remember. Oh, th- yeah. that's the other thing. I remember Fall Out Boy being like that. They used to tear up on the stage on the little stages, and then when they started playing bigger stages, they were kind of like same kind of thing. Like, what do we do?
0: One of my first shows playing with it wasn't even Stereo Addiction back then. It was third October. We played at Adrian College. And In the world? The first- of no, it was, pink was Stereo No, it was Stereo Addiction. <laughs> and they just transferred me over to keyboards, or because I wrote all the key parts. Yeah. And I didn't know what to do with my hands in between like when I was playing. Oh, so yeah. i remember you put your hands in your so pockets. They called, me, <laughs> they called me pockets for the longest time. I was like, all right, I got to get better I, stage presence yeah, when I'm playing keyboard that. apparently.
1: Well, that, the funny, the, you know, the thing that's funny about that is you do have good stage presence, but it's, I think it's harder. To, like, it's easy to focus on that when you're singing. Yeah. But when you're doing something else, it's like, wait, well, what do I, I do? I was playing
0: bass and singing before, so I was like, oh, I, I know exactly what to do on stage. But when I started playing keys, I was like. I don't know what to do in between. I'm just going to stand here awkwardly. See how they sounded great. They did. What was the mashup? Do you remember each song they did?
1: Yeah. Um. The mashup was. Where's my tab? Um. The mashup was The Sweetness by Jameet World. My Friends Over You by New Found Glory. Break stuff by Limp Biscuit, And My Own Worst Enemy by Lit.
0: It was awesome. It was, it was lit. It was lit. Very cool. But yeah. No, and I was
1: excited to see them so often, um, especially now that I'm older, uh, I don't look forward to like support bands. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like every once in a while I get surprised, but it was nice. Cause like you had, you had shown me meet me at the altar like six months ago or something. And I've, I've been into them. Um, so it was nice to have like all three bands on the card, something that I wanted to see. So that was cool. As I get older,
0: I hate encores. I actually still don't mind going to see a band I don't know at the beginning. It's the encores. I'm like, I'm so tired, which we'll get into later. Yeah, it depends. Even when I really love the band, I'm like, fuck encores. Can we beat the traffic? Why do you have to play one of your best songs in an encore, damn
1: it? Well, that's what I did. That's what we did at at Green Day. I was like, I want to get a shirt and get out of here. And so we they still had to play like still a, a song i didn't even know um wake me up when september ends and time of your life and i was like fuck it let's go i don't care about those songs <laughs> so and it was nice cuz we got out of detroit real fast
0: but a thing but then you guys then Whew. the band i really went to see the used let's get into the fucking used they're right <laughs> yeah <laughs> Do you really just think it was all right?
1: Um, no, I no the use <laughs> is great. I do, I do have some issues with seeing them live. Actually, so Tab and I went to, um, Tab and I went to that tour they did in like twenty seventeen, I think, where they played like two nights each place. And the first night they'd play the first their first album, and the second night they play their second album. And man.
0: You don't like talkers.
1: Bert just talks <laughs> so much in between every song. And I think the thing was is that I feel like a lot of that a lot of that stuff, a lot of his a lot of what was going on in, a lot of the songs are sorry, I don't know why I'm tripping over this. A lot of the songs were um, coming out of the same like creative place, like based on similar things that were going on in his life. So it just seemed like he would explain what the song was about. And it was kind of like, it sounded a lot like what he said the previous song was about. Yeah. And I know he wasn't, but to me and to me, it, it just seemed like this song was about when I was on drugs and, Uh, a girl and drugs and life and love and like he would say something sounded very similar to that between like every song and um you know uh i was and and i think i also was like annoyed because he talked so much that i felt like i was like this could have been one show (laughs) you could have played both albums in one night and you made me double you doubled the price and my gas to get here like yeah
0: yeah they could have
1: so, well, cause I remember, you know, we did a, we went to that two and two where motion city played two albums a night, you know, that was fun. That was fun. Um, so, but no, they're great. They still sound great. I love their music and I'm mostly just kidding about, you know, I, we, we were a little burnt out on the used after that and didn't, we had, I don't think we even had an opportunity to see them after that until this. So, um, and i was glad that we went and saw them i was actually more hyped for their set than Coheeds, if i'm being honest so i was um, too
0: but we know that
1: yeah well they and well that was the other thing is i've never seen them with you and like
0: i have energy <laughs>
1: well the used is a band that like there are certain bands i bands get um associated with a certain person and I don't know if they're necessarily your favorite band, but I know they're one of your favorite bands and they're the band that I like exclusively in my brain associate with you. Like you are definitely the biggest, the used fan that I've, that I've known in my life. So
0: I was really bummed that they did not play. I'm a fake yet. They had shirts for I'm a fake. Mm. Like, and every time I've seen them play that live, it's been awesome. So that's a bummer, but they started off with, uh oh my list isn't loading up. oh here it is of course take it away because it's got that awesome intro life's greatest mysteries you know yeah and it's got such great energy then they jumped right into like the bird and the worm which was good from lies for love for the liars and then we went back to some in love and death we got listening and i caught fire god all these songs are so fun to sing along to and I even got to sing along to some of the new songs, and I was like, "Oh man, I hope I remember all the words." But they did. I mean, I did, because he did "Paradise Lost," which is your favorite, right?
1: No, "Blow Me" is my favorite, oh, but no, I love. But "Paradise Lost" and "Blow Me" are my probably my two favorite songs off Heartwork, which is their newest album. Um, and then I I also like that. Um, well, I like the whole album, but the one about. Um, Wow, I hate this song each yeah. time it comes on. Um, but yeah, these are my two favorites. They, they were, they were. I think they were the two first singles too, which makes me feel lame. But there, I think you know, All sometimes time. there's a reason that you pick a song to be a single because it's a strong song. So, um, yeah. No, I was glad that that out of the new stuff they played stuff that I knew. So
0: my favorite off the new album was "The Lighthouse" featuring Mark Hoppus, but I did love the whole album. So
1: I just PayPal'd you for your. Oh, I took, took took the drink off. I did the, the math, took the drink <laughs> okay. off. And, um, Yeah, Fair no. I, um, Did you want to keep going through the set list? Yep, they played
0: Taste of Ink, of course. You have to play Taste of Ink. He was yeah. talking about how, you know, he loves his fans. They've been around for 21 years. You guys need to hear something, you know, and it was good. Then All That I've Got from In Love and Death and Buried Myself Alive from the used and then he played something off artwork which
1: i didn't think i was gonna know
0: but as it was playing i was like oh i do know the song it was blood on my hands maybe i I only
1: know the chorus
0: yeah on that song i think i might need to re-listen to artwork because i think i pushed that one off to the side because i've you know there's there's used albums i don't love so i can't say i'm like the biggest fan like i don't love the canyon um, or the ocean and the, which is there really artistic in my opinion? Like we're trying to be very atmospheric. I don't know. Weird sounds. Imaginary Enemy was good. So yeah, I should, I should
1: listen to more artwork. I couldn't, speaking of artists. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm not a huge fan of the quoting long Shakespeare soliloquies in between songs. And he was doing that too. He did I mean, twice. that's. That's that's Bert though. You you yeah. go in knowing that that's probably going to happen. And I I'm not I'm not like upset about it, but I was just like, is this like roll your eyes and laugh kind of thing? Um,
0: I, I, it I went well I, with the music.
1: Yeah, um, I will say I wasn't sure like where his head was at with some of like when he was joking about like COVID and vaccinations. Like I feel like maybe maybe he's on the right side of history, but he's not taking it as seriously as I'd like him to.
0: I think he was playing the crowd and you don't know what the crowd is. Yeah. So like he would joke about it, but he was like, Who's vaccinated? And then keep well, your he hands he said
1: up. he said, put your hands up if you're a hardcore uh use fan and everyone put their hands up. And then he said, Keep your hands up if you're a hardcore and he kind of paused and then he said, Anti vaxxer. And there were too many hands up for my liking. Yeah. Not that not that many, but I saw enough that I was like, oh, come on, get out of here. Like
0: <laughs> But then later in the set he's like, We stand for like equal rights and all this stuff and you know,
1: well, he was, I, the, the thing when he was talking about like emo is the woke, wokest genre. Yeah. But then he was like, I don't know. It just, it seemed, I couldn't tell exactly where I like, I, my assumption about someone like Bert and Bert in specific is that he's probably him and I probably align uh, politically. I know he's a bit, he didn't say anything. He said it at the last show I saw him at, he has that, that scarf and that's the scarf that, like, you wear if you're like supporting the Palestinian people. Yes. I can't remember the official name of it. He had that. He he actually said why he had that scarf when I saw him in 2017. Um, he didn't he didn't say why, but he had it tied around his mic stand and he waved it and stuff. So, like, you know, I assume that if you're pro Palestine, you're probably pro human rights and. A, a, a assortment of other things that are on the right side of history it was just seemed kind of weird and maybe maybe his sense of humor is just different than mine i mean but i'm also, also go ahead
0: he also did that stupid cat thing over and over yeah like the meowing yeah which was fine at first but then you just kept doing it
1: Tab said he was trying to sell that shirt with a cat on it he was trying to help <laughs> sell that shirt um yeah no and i i also realized that like, I am one of, I'm definitely being way more, my, my thoughts about COVID and a lot of that other stuff are, um, more extreme than maybe others. Like I'm, I've, I'm, I've done less stuff, even though we're talking about going to a concert, you know, but like I've been, people were like eat and not, not saying anything's wrong with it, but just like my own personal preferences like I haven't eaten in anywhere I haven't really done I haven't been inside any building with without a mask on um yeah. you know at all with, with the exception of like my my own home and like friends homes who I know are vaccinated and not very many like two like you know in 2 years or you know 18 months or whatever so um but so I I realized that not everyone's going to be exactly as cautious and I as I am and that's fine um Worth commenting on. <laughs> Speaking of that, th- uh, it's worth noting that even though we do this every week, this concert was the first time you and I have seen each other in person. Yeah, in definitely since COVID, but honestly, even before that, I, I I'm not even sure the last time that we hung out in person. I mean, I've said on the podcast that this was a doing this was kind of a way for us to like rekindle our friendship. It
0: felt so. natural right away too. Yeah. No. Totally. Natural. Alright, so they get finish up their set list, then they play Pretty Handsome, Awkward, and then they finish the show, of course, with a box full of sharp objects.
1: Do they not like uh, Blue and Yellow?
0: I don't know. I don't think I've ever... They, I'm sure they've seen them play that live, but I can't
1: remember. It's it's the only used song I've ever heard on the radio, so I, I've always assumed it was a, a decently sized hit. I mean, granted, I heard on ADNX, but like, you know... I've heard quite a bit. They have some radio hits. Well, yeah, when so when like by the time the second album c- came out I wasn't even listening to the radio anymore really, so it's like I would have missed all that. I just I like that song and it was the one song I knew was like had some airplay, so I was surprised to never have heard it live. Well, I guess I have heard it live cuz they played their whole album that one time, but you know.
0: So then we got the second half of the show. Well, kind of, you know. Not counting Meet Me at the Altar, but the two headlines. How rude, how
1: rude. How rude of you.
0: Um, Let me go into saying this, or let me go in by saying, I like Coheen and Cambria a lot, but I like Coheen and Cambria's first three albums a lot. Boo. I know.
1: No, I like their first three albums, too, but I there's some newer stuff that I also like.
0: I can't... I, I, uh, we'll get into it, but Second Stage is amazing, Good Apollo is amazing, and Keeping Secrets is amazing. Like... Maybe it was just that period in my life, but those three albums have a very important place in my life. I know, like, I' there's a few songs off No World for Tomorrow. Is that the name of it? Yeah, yeah. No World for Tomorrow. But after that, I completely lost touch with Coheen and Cambria. Sorry, Joe.
1: <laughs> no worries. I don't think... I think Joe understands that people like what they like.
0: <laughs> and they started, of course, with the amazing In Keeping Secrets of Silent Earth 3. Yeah. Oh, that's such a fun song to start a show with. And then the fireworks are going off from the baseball game next door.
1: Yeah, that was, it was a
0: moment. It was a fucking moment.
1: Yeah, so, and then, you know, they played, uh, they played Island Next, which is off of... Um...
0: Hold up, wait. Real quick on that first song, though. It was disappointing the crowd during the woes.
1: Yeah, you know, you played it up like it was going to be wild, like wild howling, like singing along, and it was good, but I like I feel like you I've made seen them seem... live
0: once where the crowd went nuts and you could like they were louder than the instruments during that part. So this time, I mean, you could still hear it, but it was not nearly as like moving as it has been in the past.
1: Yeah. Um yes, so
0: Island. Let's talk about Island.
1: So, yeah, Island is off uh, <laughs> The Color Before the Sun, which is from 2015. So it's one of their newer, th- newer ones. Um, and honestly, like, I don't think I should have. Yeah, so it's not a part of the Armory Wars storyline. And honestly, I feel like uh, this this one, and Joe Joe will obviously correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like this was like a, you know, it's not a concept album, and I feel like it's a little bit more it's a less it's less like coheed prog rock weird it's more like radio friendly and like two of my favorite coheats the the two of my favorite coheed songs of all are on this album but i and island being one of them island i just think is such a jam as i was actually legitimately surprised that you didn't like island um
0: it does remind me of the movie, The Island. Have you ever seen that with you? and? I McGregor. have with you and
1: McGregor, my favorite actor. Are you kidding me? Of course I've seen the Island. I have it on DVD. I'm, I'm pretty sure. <laughs>
0: I do actually. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. That's
1: back, back when I bought like DVDs. tons of DVDs. So was, like then, a lot
0: of his lyrics reminded me of that movie for some reason.
1: <laughs> and then if you get a chance, you should listen to the song here to Mars and tell me what you think. Cause that's also a really good, it's a good love song. Um, he says, it's in the stars. You're my everything from here to Mars. Aw. It's a cute, it's a good song.
0: But like playing off what you were saying, I feel like a lot of new Coheed and Cambria is just like radio rock,
1: which isn't I bad. I say it was radio rock, but okay.
0: Not radio rock. Okay. But <laughs> okay, not like, not like stained or Nickelback radio rock. I'm talking about like, I don't know.
1: Like, just leave it to people's interpretation. I feel like you're just going to make it worse by <laughs> saying know. what you think it is. <laughs> um. Well, you know, I use. I think I, I'll be honest and tell you that I've only listened to a couple songs off of "Um, Unheavenly." So, uh often shortened to "Unheaven," the Unheavenly Creatures. But the actual full title of the album, the newest album, is "Vaxis Act One: The Unheavenly Creatures," and I'm pretty sure, sh- just based on. The title alone, and now I've looked it up and seen, but this so that one is again picking up the story of the Armory Wars. Um, so it's another concept album. And the first song, the first single off that, "The Dark Sentencer," is a seven-minute song, and it's like it's really good, and it's and it's very much I think like they're back on their bullshit. They're back on their like. So I feel like if you give that one a shot, I think you might you might like it.
0: Wait, let me backtrack here. Not radio rock, more like radio metal. Like, I'm thinking, like, kiss Def Leppard, kind of like. You don't see that in their new music? I don't know. <laughs>
1: Pour some sugar on Claudio. No. You said Def Leppard, dude.
0: <laughs> like, photograph or whatever. Like, that style.
1: Photograph like Nickelback?
0: Oh, my God. No, the song photograph by Def Leppard.
1: Oh, I don't really like Death Leopard, so I don't no. know.
0: I don't like Pour Some Sugar on Me, but they have other good songs.
1: <laughs> well, no, I know, but that's the song that people know.
0: All right, anyways. so See, then That's an Ed
1: Sheeran song called Photograph. So they,
0: they jumped to the No World for Tomorrow off No World for Tomorrow.
1: <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that one.
0: I didn't either. I'm really a casual
1: didn't. Coheed fan. I really like them, but I only, I've. I haven't really been brave enough to really explore. Here's an exciting lot.
0: thing, though. The next song was Shoulders, which I didn't love listening to it on Spotify when it came out. It was fine. Like, I didn't hate it. But live? I actually really liked that song. I thought it was fun.
1: Yeah, that was um that's their newest single. I don't know when an album's coming out or if it's just a standalone, but...
0: It was cool. Like, just the way... The guitar work live was really good. and I was like, oh, damn.
1: They're, the guitar was really loud. I don't know what the sound guy was doing, but. It wasn't like obnoxious, but I was like, yeah, he's he's um, I hear it. There it is. <laughs> what? The No, the guitar. The guitar. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, then we get the suffering off Good Apollo. Love Great that song. song. Hey, hey. <laughs>
1: I don't know enough of
0: those lyrics, but I always sing along to that part the chorus. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> and then I thought they were going to play Devil in Jersey City like Setless FM played, but they played 10 Speed.
1: Yeah, they changed their set list. They, and so they added 10 Speed of God's Blood and Burial here. And I don't know if you want to say it yet, so but they good. took. there was another song they've been playing on the tour that you don't like that they took out.
0: And I was so happy. Yeah. They took out Jesse's Girl too.
1: Which I surprised you don't like Jesse's Girl too, because I feel like I
0: don't like I
1: feel like I feel like Claudio was like smoking some weed and he was like heard an Ice Nine kill song. He's like, Oh, a horror movie concept song. Let's do that. You know, like which well, Rick like,
0: Springfield I, wasn't there to cover it with them or play it with him. That's, so. Yeah, Rick
1: Springfield couldn't he missed his flight to uh Columbus. So yeah. he's <laughs> that they pulled it out of the set. So yeah, that, that was, was I the 10 Speed's a great song. I like that. So Yeah.
0: 10 Speed was awesome. And then they played Devil in Jersey City, finally, off second stage, which is probably... I think that's one of the first Coheed songs i ever heard. Yeah. So good. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, No Jesse's Girl too. Boom. Happy. Because I was really not excited to hear that song.
1: <laughs> I didn't... Uh, I, I enjoyed the creati- creativity of it, because you could tell... Like that they mix their style with the way that Jesse's girl. Like I just, I thought it was, it's like, I don't know that I love the concept, but I feel like if you look at like what they tried to do, I feel like they did it well. It's kind of like, it's kind it's kind of like those um, country music cover songs. Like I'm like, I don't really like this style of music, but I feel like Alex Melton did a good job. Like like these are well made. And so I feel like they said, "Oh, here's what we're going to do." And they did a good job executing it. And I thought it was cool that Rick Springfield was on it, but he sounds like nothing like he used to sound. Like yeah. it's interesting. So,
0: if I was in a super famous band right now, I would just make sequels to every famous song that's out.
1: Yeah. And <laughs> make them weird in like a horror film. Yeah. I would
0: make Everybody Still Wants to Rule the World featuring Tears for Fears. <laughs> Oh boy, <laughs> the Listen, sequel. Get, get to write, yeah, get to writing that. <laughs> so then they played a favorite, House Atlantic, and Keeping Secrets. Ooh, love that song. Very so good. up to this point in the show, I am completely on board with Coheed Still, I mean, yeah, they played Island and No World for Tomorrow, which I didn't
1: love, but you were enjoying I, how much I was enjoying Island. Yeah, that's yeah.
0: yeah, I was. Like it was, I was having a really good time, and I think at this point it was dark. I was, I'm old, and. They were going to play two seven minute songs back to back and they chose to cut one and they cut the one I actually wanted to hear. And then they just became like the emo Dave Matthews band. By oh, the way,
1: song. are we sure that we they didn't just put, they didn't just mash those two songs together? Honestly, I wouldn't know
0: because. That list
1: FM says that they played both the end complete three and willing well, which would make sense because it felt so long it felt like a 20 minute
0: song and if they did i was so burnt out on it that i didn't even notice that they were playing willing well at one point
1: I, honestly i think that's what happened which is a because... bummer
0: my feet started hurting i was like oh man i got a three-hour drive home <laughs> Or we have a combined yeah.
1: we listened to 90s music on the way home though which yeah, yeah. was fun for the most part
0: and i'm glad they didn't do the encore like I'm glad they played the two songs because I would love these two songs. They took
1: like a brief pause and didn't like wait for us to chant. They just took. There was like a brief pause. The lights went out and then they were like, "All right, we got two more, or we got yeah. a couple more," and then they kept going. It wasn't like a, which they were kind of doing like little pauses, with like a some sound effects would play or something between songs already, so it wasn't even it wasn't yeah. a big
0: deal. I I do like Unheavenly Creatures, like that song's fun and it sounded so really that good one
1: that one is off unheavenly on the one that i w- the new one that i was saying they're back on their bullshit which that one actually honestly i feel like that one is more um pop radio friendly like than the dark the dark passenger which was the one that i was saying is like an old school co-heat song so
0: the intro little like ting ting yeah sounds it sounds like a uh, prisoner by dualipa
1: yeah <laughs> I also it's I, whenever I hear those things in his songs now, I just think of his other um, his solo thing Prize um, yeah. Prizefighter Inferno, which man Prizefighter Inferno. Like I liked some of the I liked some of those songs on the new album for that. But at the same time, he was using like um he was using like auto tune or some sort of like voice modulator on some of them. and I'm like, what are you doing, man? You have a great, like unique voice. Like, yeah, but whatever. It's, he it's seems his, great.
0: Like, I will say that. Like, yeah. All no, he show, sounds good sounded- live, too. And then they closed out with "Welcome Home," ah.
1: the best Coheed song, right, yes, Joe?
0: I will agree. Is, does he not like that song?
1: Well, no, I. You know, it's like the. It's like um, trying to, like. It's it's like sugar. We're going down. Like I loved it the first time I I heard it, but then. It's it becomes the and then it was like the people who hadn't been fans of Fallout Boy finding Fallout wow. Boy song that not not that Joe's like a gatekeeping but it's just it's just like that's the one that people that know nothing else about Koheed know that song like that's the one really so, I always
0: thought I'm keeping secrets
1: no welcome home they play it like football games and stuff
0: oh I did not know that <laughs> oh, yeah well, oh yeah yeah it's good because it's driving epic. Like, dun, dun, like it's dun, dun, yeah dun, dun.
1: no okay. well that in that the opening you know yeah
0: Okay, I can see that at football games.
1: Like it's the one Cohid song Will knows. Oh. <laughs> I only say that because that ha- that literally happened at um, on the podcast that Joe, Will, and I were on together, and Joe and Will was like said like, "Oh, welcome home," blah blah blah, something, and I just looked at Joe and started laughing, like. <laughs> so.
0: Yeah, that was the show. It was amazing. Yeah, and um. Time
1: just to to dad about it it's uh it's the venue is in a nice area the venue is is nice itself they have we got seven dollar parking in a structure like a block from the the place and um and we got got out of there really fast too it was like wild i didn't think with all the people i saw walking uh that we would get out because normally like you're leaving a show in detroit and you're like Takes forever, let alone getting out of Pine Knob. That's that's always yeah. like a shit show. Sometimes I'm like, I don't know if I want to go see that show because I don't want to have to deal with the traffic afterwards.
0: That's when you just leave early, which sucks. Yeah. but
1: Um but no, it was good. And uh we got out of there. Yeah. Made our escape.
0: Listen to nineties pop music the whole way home. And then I had to stay awake, so I downed a bunch of energy drinks and I listened to Slipknot the last hour and a half. <laughs> I had to drive home. I was like, rocking back and forth, screaming, trying to stay awake. <laughs> it was like, "Oh my god, it's three in the morning!" <laughs> but it was listened to Matchbox Twenty. Mm-hmm. Why Matchbox Twenty? Oh, it's three I a.m. I almost fell
1: We didn't hear any Matchbox Twenty when we were listening to nineties music. Bullshit.
0: Um, yeah,
1: trying to think if I have anything else to say about the show. Um, yeah, I so we've done a couple things that. Have made me nervous lately but i feel like this one with the venue doing proof of vaccination or or test um recent test was made me feel a little bit more comfortable and it being outside was was nice yeah. um and uh unlike i so just a couple days before tab and i went and saw armor for sleep uh their 15th anniversary tour for uh what to do when you're dead so it's called um I'm a big fan, as you can tell. Um, <laughs> is a show that we bought tickets to like what before COVID and it got rescheduled. And uh that one was a little bit more nerve wracking, although we just stood in the back and it was fine. So um, you know. What we a, do when a, you concert are going just a concert going full now all all well, I used to be too, but
0: yeah, you're going to AVA next week. Next month. Well, next month soon.
1: Yeah. Like literally a month. Like it's the, the 10th. So,
0: bum, 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 bum. Yep. Yeah, so that was a show. It was good. If you can see it in your town and you don't live around here, you should go.
1: And if you live close enough to Columbus, Ohio that you, uh, it's worth driving there for a show, uh, Express Live was a great venue. I'd highly recommend.
0: Yeah, I would definitely love to see a show there again. I just want to plan out where i'm staying or something
1: afterwards <laughs> yeah well and we we had a tentative plan to like stay down there too and it just kind of fell through so
0: cool you know i get into that weekly
1: rewind yeah man this will be the shortest episode we've ever recorded well, that's not <laughs> too bad we're at 48 minutes yeah but like 17 minutes of that was pre oh pre-show I mean, it's
0: fine don't know if I said this last week, but I've been listening to it a lot, and it's still on the list, so I'm going to say it again, anyways. Or right, last time we podcasted, but Anderson Pack has a new song. You didn't say this off the Shang Chi, Shang yeah, Chi, yeah, Shang Chi and the Legend of Ten Rings soundtrack. It's called Fire in the Sky. Love it. I've also been listening to a lot of Anderson Pack lately,
1: anyways. But well, good. Uh, Jordan would be happy to hear that.
0: Yep, and then. Uh, I have a new one by the band uh, Eminence. The song is called Ghost. For a second, I thought it was Ghost and the song was Eminence, but no, it's definitely not. It's like a metal song, but it's pretty sick. I'm going to say this one. Possession 1981's new song, Dog Will Feast, is amazing. That's fine. We're going to have them on soon to talk about their new album, EP. Is it an album or EP? It's an EP.
1: I think it's a six-track EP.
0: And then I have... Face to Face has a song called Blanked Out. They have a new album out. Super good if you're into that style. And then I want to play some of this next song. So let me share. Because I was talking to you about it yesterday. So the band Ice Nine Kills. Yep. They, They know how to get to me. And they made a song for Resident Evil off their new album. And I really like it.
1: In the evidence where evil is taking up residence. No faith in what red and white will say. They'll save the truth for a rainy day. Fall through the cracks with the casualties. Some freedoms up with morality. Become a soldier for the controller. I'll tell you anything more. I'll to the
0: So, yeah, they have three songs out for the new album. They, they know how to get to me, you know? It's just one of those bands. The first song was, the, you know how every song is inspired by a horror movie? Yeah. The first song was American Psycho, and I didn't love that song. It's okay. The second one's f- for Chucky, Child's Play, and I really enjoy that one. And then this one I'm really into, too, because I love Resident Evil to begin with. Like, God, they just, uh, I almost don't want to like them. Because I get it, it's like a gimmick. But I love it.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. I, oh. I, uh, I I, I, don't hate it.
0: We're going to cover that album in October. We have a whole plan for October, everyone. Lots of scary stuff going on.
1: Spooky. Spooky stuff. Spooky!
0: And then the new Hawthorne Heights album, I'm enjoying. It's not my favorite thing, but it's not my favorite Hawthorne Heights album. But it's good. All right, what do you got? What do you got for your weekly Rewind?
1: Well, so I just wanted to piggyback on you mentioned uh, Possession 1981's uh, new song Dog Will Feast. So that's yeah. that's a pre-release off of uh, um, uh, their fa- their e- six. So they have a, a, a record coming out. It's a six side. It's got nine tracks on it. Uh, six side, e- six song EP on side A and then Um, the split songs and a recent cover they did on side B Um, and that's called faster on fire. That's the name of the, um, the release. And then they actually, um, so they, you can pre-order the vinyl. So the the songs come out digitally on the 1st of October and then uh, you can pre-order the vinyl. They have two, uh, they have a candy corn splatter and an icy blue variant uh, vinyl. And then they also have a cassette tape. You know, you I got the icy blue.
0: I got candy corn. Nice. I'm excited.
1: The blue just looks real sharp on the the picture, and I just uh, I'm I'm here for it. I don't know. I'm sure the candy corn is cool too. But um, and then so you can get those at cliffparade.bigcartel.com. Cliff Parade's the record label. Um, and then uh, also in possession 1981 news. They they're doing a show on um an album release show on Friday October 1st at the Russell Industrial Center um, which is in Detroit uh, and you know that you can go to their page to find out the inf- more information on that Are they um, doing like
0: a Halloween show too where everyone dresses up differently like I a bunch so. of bands cuz I I want to go to that one
1: I've heard some Inklings of that, but I don't know the details yet, so I wasn't. uh, But, um, and then also one last possession 1981 um mention, we're gonna have them on soon. No, but this is this is this is fine. So, um, they're they recently released, uh, end of August, they released a video for their two songs off that, um, that were off the split, uh, Don't Want to Hear It and Symmetrio clandestino. And Doug is wearing his B-side shirt in the video. Oh, you can get a B-side shirt, Josh. Where do you get that? Um, you can get it from our T public <laughs> page. Yeah. Did I don't know what what it what the web address is for, but just uh, go to T public and search for B-side ourselves podcast. Podcast. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, so that's that's that. And then um Also um, it's worth noting for all you nineties R and B fans out there that um, whatever the holdup with the people in charge of Aaliyah's estate uh, was is over and um, or at least part of it is over. And all of her uh, music is now on Spotify. Finally,
0: except for the queen of the damn song.
1: Right. (laughs) But we're, we're still not sure what it is, what the queen of the damn song is, but Um, We were trying to figure that out, but we couldn't. We couldn't find it. So I swear um,
0: she has a song on the soundtrack, and I cannot find it on YouTube. So,
1: yeah. Um, and then, uh, so to actually get to weekly recommends, um, I think it's worth mentioning that uh, there are some extra songs and live tracks on the Sugar Cult Start Static uh vinyl release. So. You should check those out. Uh, they released a uh, Bouncing Off the Walls uh, live at the Roxy 2003 track on Spotify. And I think there was another B-side that got released a couple weeks ago as well. So I didn't listen um,
0: to it because I pre-ordered the album, and I just want to hear them when I get the album.
1: I'm excited. Yeah. Um, Billy Talent did a song with Rivers Cuomo called End of Me, and it's good, but it totally sounds, with the exception of the chorus, it sounds like Billy Talent is singing a Weezer song. I did not know this existed. It's got a Weezer feel. Do you want to hear a little bit of it? Yeah. So remember, I said it sounds like Billy Talent is singing a Weezer song. Let me know if you feel the same way. Okay. see what I'm saying.
0: So far, it sounds like a Weezer song. Yes. Yeah.
1: But then when you get to the chorus, it's like Billy Talent, remind, remember, remember who they were? Yep.
0: And,
1: and then uh, uh, Rivers uh, sings the second verse. Um, it's pretty good you, you know i'm only like medium into weezer so um but uh yeah it's all right it's on my weekly recommends so that means <laughs> something uh i've been waiting for it forever but the uh, metallica blacklist um tribute album came out which featured enter sandman by ghost um and i've been waiting for it and i uh, I love that I played it for you and he's like, what do you think of it? And you're like, well, I like it better than the Metallica version. I was like, <laughs> I don't know that's saying much, but from coming from you, but I really like that. I'm I'm dying for some new ghosts. Cause I know that they're like working on it. Slash. It might ar- already be done. And they're just waiting to be able to announce a tour to yeah. release it. Um, I'm like, it wouldn't kill you Tobias to like, give us a track, you know, give us, give us, tra- give us something or just start touring. Everyone else is touring. Just do it. Um, and then, uh, angels and airwaves released another song spellbound. Uh, I actually like this one a lot more than the last one. It kind of reminded me, reminded me of, uh, kiss with a spell like that. Kind of, it's like really synthy. Um, did you ever listen to, uh, turbo kid soundtrack? Um, no, but I've been meaning to, I think it sounds like that with Tom DeLonge singing over the top. Okay. I'll Have to check that out, um, and then Heartwork, uh, they used their uh, Heartwork Deluxe came out, which you said you were b- bummed about because you had already like bought a vinyl, and then they came out with more. Wow, there's a like a lot of. Yeah, I heard there's, there's a lot. There's a lot. So, okay. So where does the what's the is the Lighthouse the last song on the regular album? Nope, Lotteries on there. Uh, I think track fifteen. So there's an extra 12 songs on
0: here. Jeez. It's almost worth buying again. Dang it. No, because I love the one I've got. It's that beautiful red and color splatter. Well,
1: if you did, if I know you don't, you don't, you're not a variant hunter, but um if you did buy another one, at least it's, there's literally another album's worth of content on it. It's like not a total waste.
0: Yeah. There's like a whole other album on there. Yeah.
1: So. But yeah, they were so it's all out. But the single I haven't listened to the rest of it, but this I guess the, the single that they released or what winded up in my release radar it might not even be a single it's called River Stay, and I like it, it's pretty good. So, um, check that out if you're a, the used fan. a uh, whole nother album's worth of content, basically. And then, uh, last but not least, maybe least to you, but um, partially because it. It's nothing uh, special, but um, Green Day released a uh, live uh, from Hellamega Tour version of "Rock and Roll All Night," which is a Kiss cover they were playing on tour, and uh, it was just kind of like cool because it was something specific to the tour that I went to. And it honestly, I've been trying to figure out where it's from because I think it's from the Detroit show, which would be even cooler. So, yeah. Um. And because I we went with Mike and he loves Kiss and you know yada 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 so, and we know he loved like Green Day is like his favorite punk band but like punk derivative band uh, too so it's like uh it's cool that they, that's the live track I I think they all did a I think all of those bands did a live track re- release I know Weezer did
0: I didn't hear a Fall Out like, Boy one yet
1: Oh man if if, it, if Fall Out Boy did do one I hope it's one of the newer songs because like I said the new songs live the ones that i hate live sound great because they sound like a band (laughs) so which i miss those days when they sounded like a band no i don't see any new releases maybe 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 soon maybe maybe there's i saw the weezer one last week so maybe there's they're stringing them out yeah all
0: right hold on. on i'm gonna show you something This does not sound like... Hold on. Let's keep ahead of This does not kind of sound like the new Angels and Airwaves.
1: All right, hold on. <laughs> let's let's see. We'll do a... We'll flip side over by to side it.
0: comparison. I'm not saying they're exact.
1: No, yeah, they're both. They both have a, a synth wavy feel, which you know I love. So
0: it's close. It's good though. I'm I'm into it.
1: Yeah, I uh, when I started playing it, I was like, I'm playing the Terminator soundtrack. You're like, what? <laughs> <I'm> like,
0: <laughs> I actually believed it for a second. Yeah, because I don't know the
1: song that well yet. Yeah, that's it. That's all we got. Get when does out of here, that what does that album come out?
0: Soon, I have it pre-ordered.
1: Yeah, I wonder when we'll actually get
0: those though. Oh yeah, that's true. But I think the album actually drops really soon.
1: Life forms, life forms. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that weird like cover art though. The cellophane looking like or not cellophane, but like tinfoil
0: looking at cover.
1: No, it's got like a like a naked lady on it. Oh. like She's got like um, uh, multiple hands and arms kind of thing. Deal. Oh, it's coming out September 24th. So soon.
0: Let me give you guys a little preview of what's to coming, though, for Beside Ourselves. So the next episode is going to be on Little Nas X. His new album. I've heard of him. <laughs> I've heard of him. I've heard of him and then september 26 we're having our friend chris on to cover or go over the new turnstile album glow on shit pit and then shit pit. october 3rd we're going to be covering possession 1981's new
1: well I, I don't know we'll see that's the tentative plan i don't that's the release date i don't know when we'll record that interview i mean we'll... we should
0: try to record it like in the next week or two and just save it for them.
1: (laughs) No, I know. I'm just, I don't know what's, we haven't scheduled.
0: Don't know what's going on October 10th. I'll text
1: you. I know you listen.
0: October 17th, though, we're doing Ice Nine Kills, Silver Scream 2. October 24th, we're doing a Graveyard Smash, our Halloween mix. Everyone loves our mix episodes. And then the 31st, we're going
1: to do a ghost album. Spooky. I haven't decided which one.
0: Woo. Yeah, we actually have stuff in the works.
1: Yeah, we plan ahead some stuff sometimes. Now we are. Actually, we were doing a really good job planning ahead for the first, like, half of this, and then... I just
0: think the last two months we stopped planning as much. Fell, we got back into it. A bit. Well, you got real busy.
1: I'm a busy boy. Busy, busy.
0: All right, well, you got anything else?
1: No. Thanks. No, for I do <laughs>
0: Thanks for listening to another episode of Beside Ourselves. Time to flip the record over.
1: Thanks for listening to this episode of Beside Ourselves. Beside Ourselves is written and recorded by Danny Lowens and Josh Schramm. Beside Ourselves is available on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. If you like the show, please be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and tell your friends. You can follow and interact with us on Instagram and Twitter at B underscore sidepod. If you have an album or music topic you want us to cover on a future episode, be sure to slide into those DMs and let us know. The intro music for today's show is by Chris Porter, and the outro music is by Former Critics.